Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I am your host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions. I also have a couple closed roadie groups on Facebook. One called Death by Loadout and the other one called The Backstage Pass. Come check us out. We're getting up to some silly. Uh, tonight with me is my dear, dear, good, good friend and co-host, Kyle Thomas. Kyle Thomas, how are you tonight, brother? Great man, another day, another dog biscuit. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you've been going hard on the dog biscuits, but it's because you've been working very hard lately. I don't know how to. I don't know if we want to jump out. We won't jump out on the people and tell them, but you have been keeping yourself extraordinarily busy, and been, it has not it. gone without uh, notice. And I've been very proud of your your uh, work ethic lately. Been really getting a lot of cool shit done. I appreciate it, man. We got we got a second project uh, that we're working on. We've kind of alluded to in the past. We won't get into much detail right here right now. But we kind of got it pretty flushed out in the sense of the build of it. Yeah, and we got it looking nice. Yeah, it's pretty. It's real pretty. So we built the second set in that effect. And um, it's just over yonder, over by where Winston Dama is right now, schooling up on an S6L. If you guys pay our uh, Instagram page a visit, I got a couple of little things up on the story for just a quick glimpse of what we got going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's turning out really good. I, 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 I'll get right with you in a second. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, this is my lovely, lovely woman has checked in. She was teaching a class of her own this evening, doing a show of her own. And it looks like she got off early. I, I'm so happy Jackie Canterbury is here. Hey, and Jackie. she knows that my guest tonight is one of my, somebody I absolutely adore in this business. One of the sweetest, coolest guys in rock and roll. And I really mean that. You're going to find out for yourself in a second. But we got a couple things to talk about right now. What's going on, Kyle? Yeah, I just wanted to apologize yesterday, for, or uh, last show, for the audio drop. Yeah. Uh, I think we got it all worked out now. Uh, we did a huge overhaul and cleaning of, like, maybe 10 shows that had piled up cable on top of each other. So there was a couple of loose cables, potentially. I think we got it all squared away now. I also like to thank Jeremiah Kearney for last week's show. It was awesome to hear him. It's so good. Once we worked it out, uh, the content's still standing, so it's, it was a great story yeah, from yeah. him. I think Mikey clipped the show on Instagram, or excuse me, on YouTube. You clipped that show, Mikey? Yeah, we, we trimmed it back up and pushed it together. Oh, there you go. Because there was kind of two segments, and on the YouTube feed, it was it was basically from minute one all the way to... 8.07, so there was this kind of... Like dead space. Yeah, in the middle, and we're just like talking to each other and doing whatever. So there we go, we're edited and yeah, ready for rewatch. Yeah, but but we did have a great time with uh, with Jeremiah Kearney. He's just a wonderful guy, you know, Adamson Systems Engineering, one of the just top-notch dudes in the game, and and the sweetheart of a man, you know. is Total legend. Yeah, dude. yeah, it is a badass. Hopefully we get to see him soon. It looks like Charlie's Ricky's checking in, and of course the one and only... Oh, Jayhawk, did we? Jayhawk. Jay Cellblock Earth, he gave me this great shirt. This, we had lunch this weekend down, down south. I went down to our, my house down where me and my chick are at, and me and him had lunch, and Salinas was absolutely very enjoyable. He's a hell of a great guy. He's Mr. Hat and graphic designer and a singer for the infirmities. And yeah, I forgot the shirt. I'm going to pull it out next show. But yeah, I, maybe, Mike, if you dig around, you can find a Cellblock Earth image, throw it up at some point. But Yeah. Uh, speaking of, like, uh, albums that just dropped, we got Mike, Mike, our producer over here. Oh, man. This album Arsa, so fucking good. Pagan Legends just dropped. Uh, is that what it's called, Pagan Legends? Pagan Legends. I did not know the name of it, but I do know that what the content of it. Yeah. He, he I mean, this guy just, like, destroys a drum set. So <laughs> it's if ridiculous. You, like, seriously, this guy plays. Yeah, uh, it, it's some next-level shit. I, I can't explain this to you enough. You just have to hear it for yourself. It's on Spotify and iTunes and so on. But it's extraordinary band. Um, and Michael is an extraordinary drummer. Our, our executive producer, director, the octopus back there, is an extraordinary drummer. Like, I've known and seen and heard a lot of drummers in my day, and, and Mikey is right up there. I mean, he really, he really loves his work, and he, he kills it. He's, it's a, you got to check this album out. If you get a chance, please go check it out. Yeah, if you like fast, like, hard music, that's, that's an album for you. They call it Celtic Death Metal. Celtic so Death Metal, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kids nowadays, Jimmy, I swear. So speaking of <laughs> other groups we were working with, you know, I've been talking about the My Heavy Memory rehearsals. Yeah. Unfortunately, Paulie Montero, our, our brother from SIR, a guest on this show in the past, uh, got COVID. So he's been recovering from COVID. I just wanted to give him a little shout out and some, some words of encouragement that are here for you. We'll toss some groceries out the, the car I, door. We called him up. We called him up yesterday. This is a dear, dear, long, long-term friend. We have many things we do together, and, and we love this man. And he's Like you said, he's a studio, a studio instrument rental guy. He's an extraordinary drummer. He's an, probably one of the best friends a person could ever have. And uh, 
we talked to him last week and I couldn't, I didn't even recognize him on the phone. He sounded, he was so sick. And so we reached out to him yesterday just to check in on him, see if there's any groceries or anything we could do for him. And he said he was good and that he's on the mend. But, but yeah, man, it's, uh, that's the closest it's actually gotten to me in the sense of, you know, being in your circle. I think so, same here, yeah. Yeah, so we love you, Paulie. And, uh, you know, say hi to Norm for us. Give him a pet, little baby Norm. And uh, we can't wait to see you get, get better soon, brother. And, of course, if there's anything we can do for you, just reach out. We'll freaking drive right over. We're right and, there for and you. We've, we've, we've extended that, that, that uh, uh, offer to him, and so he, he's aware. But we, we just want to say hey. Looks like John Del Rio's checking in, too. John oh, Del- Charlie, shit. I got this uh, box oh, from Charlie. Charlie sent us some love. Now, this is, what, this is just what Charlie Zerick does. Yeah, That's why he's the godfather of the shore. Yeah, it's all yeah. from Hell, Michigan. There. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the uh, the pins and Very badges cool. here, man. Yeah, yeah. These are these these deck of playing cards from Hell, Michigan. Uh, we were talking about Hell on the show last week, Some, something to that effect, and it spawned Charlie to take a drive over down the way. He's up there in Michigan, in the North Country, and he sent us a love. Don't worry, love. one of your cups is yeah. going to good use. Mikey's got it filled with whiskey over there. Yeah, Mikey don't play, and I, t- I told Charlie that was what was going to happen to it, that, uh, Look at this thing. that would have Mikey would... Um, Dial it uh, in and, and suss them out. So. We'll get, get some pictures up. Yeah, it was guys. really sweet of you. We yeah, should do that, by the way. We should take these things that come in and snap them and throw them on the Instagram. It's not a bad show idea. Show the love idea that we got that tools thing and, yeah, different stuff. So thank you, Charlie. We appreciate you, man. You're the sweetest. Thank you. And speaking of which, holy shit, it's our one-year anniversary. So Bernie Broderick, you know, me and Bernie Broderick started this out together. We were sitting around, uh, shows were getting canceled left and right off of our dry erase boards, which we have them all over the shop. That's right, it was a sad state And it was like the first week of all this shit, and people were like kind of popping their seams and losing their hair. And and we had this tradition, you know, after work here, is we'd go out and all smoke and tell stories and, you know, kind of kick it around the fire, as it were. And and me and uh, Bernie Broderick were standing around, and we're like, dude, it's going to suck as I'm telling people, hey, you're, you're not going to put you on the, the schedule next week. We're, we're losing shows left and right. We're losing tours. And he's like, how do we capture this thing? So we were like, well, let's throw some chairs down, sit in front of a couple of cameras and do it. And, you know, it was kind of a complimentary piece to the, to the pages that we got, the closed roadie groups. So me and Bernie got together and we made a show that we initially called the shit show. We were just talking shit, yep. you know, and... And me and him did, and he's a busy man, you know, he's always building new speakers and new designs, and he's, at the time, was putting in that, that studio system and that house system for um, Rick Allen of Def Leppard's new house down in, down by my house in Carmel area. he's up now. Yeah, and I, I think he just finished, that's how extensive this job was, well, it was like 67 individually handmade speakers, all different and special and specific and so, but that's what, you know, that's Bernie. He's just always building and doing and making. He's kind of a resident genius. And so after around the fifth or sixth show, we didn't have, we, it was hard to keep, get our schedules, keep coming together. But, but yeah, I started with Bernie and he came in yesterday and he, was, he said, you know, happy anniversary. You know, it was very, very sweet. And so, yeah, I want to shout out to my big brother and boss man, which is George Edwards from Sound Image Productions uh, for letting us do this. Of course, Dave Shadone, the big, big cheese. Uh, CEO of Southern California Sound Image, one of our other shops. He's really the man of all of it. And the really specific shout out and a lot of love to uh, somebody sadly who is no longer with us, which is, I just, I get the chills right now. Just my hair really just does. went up I all know. over my whole body. Uh, John, John Rigney, who is this extraordinary cat. Like, I can't explain this to you enough. This guy was one of a kind. Heart of gold. Oh, my God. Brain is like a steel trap. He was super pissed about the political situation. We'd have these intense conversations when he was alive. He passed the middle of last year. Absolutely out of nowhere. He just passed away. And he helped us with the lead wall behind us, the cameras that are seeing me right now, a lot of gear. When we first talked about this, what we were doing... And we were kind of doing it with like GoPros and shit. He was like, no, this, you know, there's another way, which of course we knew, but we weren't trying to reach out at that point. And he, he really saw what we were doing and, it, and he had a certain feeling about it. And so he threw all this gear at us and it really upped our game. And we can't say how much we appreciate him. We appreciate the extraordinary people, Cameron Brown, his partner at the time, and uh, John's lovely wife over at Large Screen Video. They're extraordinary people. We made it a year, some, I want to say 54 shows. I think we got 49 arable. That means five of them we threw out. Um, they they were might so, have not been They were so bar, unwatchable, <laughs> with, you know, fidgeting and doing all this weird shit, you know, it was just, yeah. So, but, so, but we've done quite a, we haven't really missed a week, you know, we just keep banging them out. And, uh, 
And so, but that's because of those people that I just mentioned and the support of our fans and our, I, I struggle with that word, our audience, people like the great Charlie Zerichi, Paul O'Doul, uh, Patrick O'Rourke. There's so many, uh, Noah the Beard, Tanner, uh, you know, just, just legends, Scott Cheney, uh, Sean Dama, just people that keep showing up and inspiring us and encouraging us. Johnny Del Rio, the one and only. Oh yeah, speaking of which, and of course, Johnny, again. that's a, well, he's our new one of our new sponsors. We're lucky sure to have is. a lot of friends in the business we've been doing this for i've in this business for quite some time and john del rio's gallagher staging of course with frank gallagher and uh, just a sweetheart just a, a hulk of a man he's a big you know he's a guy you imagine that throws deck around and throws steel around and and he's got a heart to match he's just the sweetest guy and we love him and so thank you johnny del rio for uh, helping us out with our staging and all the different things that we get up to he's uh, been a partner in crime for a long time and uh, we we couldn't be more appreciative so and this has been a tough year he's also got a page you know he just sent up a comment says we lost so many people in this last year john Nergney will be missed it, it, sure to that have. point and i was just talking to my guests a little bit about this losing folks and we mentioned that, that jake you know went from uh was it 113 134 134 we lost jake heard and you know and John Del Rio, my brother, Bob Powers, uh, all-star uh, rigger. Bob Powers is one of the top riggers in the world, you know, Metallica and all. Um, they got together and they made a page called uh, Loving Hands for Stage Hands, a tragically named page, but a really well-intentioned, sweet place to go. And so it's a place for, you know, people that are uh, you needing a little encouragement, maybe your head's a little up your ass, just shoot over to uh, Loving Hands for Stage Hands on Facebook. It's a very, very kind thing. And uh, a lot of like-minded folks in the industry that are you know helping each other out and lifting yeah. each other up and so I throw a little stuff on there to encouraging things and together as a group we kind of all manage it and keep it going and of course to the the wonderful uh my brother Jorge Eduardo is reminding me to thank Joe and Joey from Gallagher thank you George uh he knows he's my brother's the he's the He's the nice guy in the family, you know. He's the he goes and smacks the backs and gets the deals done. I'm kind of the, you know, the concrete guy, the, the rougher side of the beam. <laughs> so, not that my brother wouldn't clean somebody's clock, but you know, <laughs> he's, just, he, he's got everybody's name down. Speaking of dangerous new things that come with you, yeah, what's I it? heard you got a new pen. Do you mind oh, showing the oh, audience yeah, your well, you scary know, so new my pen? My friends know how I roll, and we had a friend come in from out of town, from because uh, he came out of Montana. Montana, yeah. He rolled in. And um, heard he's a scrappy little guy. Yeah, he'll throw down in a heartbeat. He, he, he's like the guy you want in the bar when some shit jumps off because he'll fucking clean the place out. Like it's, I'm not, you think I'm joking. I am not joking. This motherfucker is straight up hard, hard fucking hard guy. And we love him. And um, he came and he, he knows how I roll. And he didn't have a set of brass knuckles, you know. I kind of he knows that I've employed these in our uh, many times in my my life. These suckers have really got me out of trouble more than once. And and he didn't own. He owns every friggin'. Uh, he's a he's very big with his weaponry. And so he a said, well, he he's a collector. And he said that I was I was uh, uh, screwing up because I didn't have a pen that also doubled as a way to cut somebody. And so it was really sweet of <laughs> See another so, way to be so fearful. So I traded him a set of brass knuckles <laughs> for for uh, for the pins because I didn't want to just be getting something, not giving something. Great. So it was very sweet of him. Like something to, else to run away from Vinny with. <laughs> you know, you made a point. I was talking about whipping your ass the other day, and you're like, "Yeah, you can, only if you can catch me." Yeah, that's true. And I realized, oh, son of a bitch, he's got me there. I'm a quick dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not wrong, man. That's one of my little Achilles heel there. I can't really keep up with you guys. Damn it. So. And my little cart, the battery's low and low, so I can't really chase after you in my little little rascal cart, <laughs> oh, too. Oh, that's a sight. Thank yeah, you. I know. It's Thank so you. sad. So sad. Aging is not for pussies. I'll just say that. But <laughs> you got anything else, Big Daddy? That's it, man. Well, that was, we feel like we did some housework right there. That was a little bit of that. But we're happy to have been here for a year. We're happy. We appreciate you guys for being here with us. And, you know, let's get right to it. I, I'm... I say a lot to you guys, and it's because I don't know what else to say. That We're very lucky on this show. We've been in the game for a long time, and, and in that, and in the different guys, as you know, being uh, uh, vendor people, uh, touring people, working for bands, working for local crews, touring I mean, we've really, you can't do 40 years in this business and not kind of stopped at all the steps. And and in that, we've met a lot of extraordinary people. Tonight is just no exception. This, this cat tonight, the guest we got for you tonight is, to me, one of the, I, I'm a little fast and loose with the, the superlatives and the adjectives about sweet and kind. And this fucking guy, 
to me, is really one of the one of the nicest, coolest guys in rock and roll. If I had half of his mojo, half of his charisma, I would I'd be unstoppable. And I'm pretty fucking unstoppable as it is right now. But man, this is some next level shit. I I adore this man. There's no job we've worked together. There's no job I've ever asked him to do that he couldn't do. He's trained. I want to say half of my staff uh, in the in the audio school game. He's here in some ways to help me understand why uh, I need to have a better attitude about the learning process that isn't on the job training. <laughs> that's, that's my idea. But, but he's got another way. He's an adorable human being. He's wonderful. It is the one and only Jimmy Lyons. Good evening, my brother. It's an honor to be here on your on your anniversary. Happy anniversary. I had no idea. Yeah, baby. This is this it's, is but it's an honor to be around you anyway, man. It's uh, just uh, it's just great to see you. you Speaking of lovely human beings, uh, right? You are, this guy. You are very, very kind and very sweet. I, I you know, I'm I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm a I'm very fond of you. You know, you you're a mix engineer, you're, you're an exceptional guitarist, you've you're a teacher, you've trained a lot of these young people up and to be what they are, and then they come here and then I knock that out of them and teach them so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put him through some other paces. Yeah. But but it's it's just, I can't say how uh, lovely it is to see you this evening. How have you been doing? As long as they can coil a cable. <laughs> let's just you know oh, let's over under this shit and yeah. move on from there. Yeah yeah you it's, know? A, it's a good starting that'll, place. Right? That'll get you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just be yeah. able to. No. You know that's not you're not wrong. I've had yeah. people come in here and one of the fastest ways to get your head around, at least for me. Uh, a person's experience and understanding, when, especially when they're young looking, is you put them to, you know, throw them on some feet or throw them on a 100 foot piece of fucking XLR and see how fast they can whip that thing up. And and really quickly, it's, it doesn't take much to lose respect for a motherfucker. <laughs> especially when they start over under yeah. and feeders. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a really a, a thing. So listen, Jimmy, I know, I know you're extraordinarily busy. We're going to kind of go through your history and your life. I don't interview linearly. Uh, you would know that if you watch the show. Um, <laughs> Jimmy's a very busy man. so I've so, watched a little bit. Yeah, I know. I understand. Um, I was playing a little bit. Um, so on the show, we tend to ask uh, a, a gentleman like yourself uh, how you got into business. We're interested in the origin story. Well, you know, growing up as a kid, as a musician, you know, yeah. uh, when I moved to California... Uh, I wanted to, you know, get involved in live music and nightclubs and stuff like that. So I, I got my my real start. I, I worked at a, other clubs and other functions, but my real start was at a little tiny dive bar in San Francisco called Nightbreak. Right. And um, uh, the owners basically handed me the keys, and I was uh, picking out the sound system, doing doing sound, booking the bands. And, um, you know, we're a little shitty dive bar, but we had a good sound system, a couple of cans, a couple of lights, and uh, we were nice to people. Yeah. You know, we paid them fairly, and we were nice to people. And because of that, we just started getting better and better bands, you know, and we ended up doing, you know, Primus and Four Non Blondes. And, right, right. And, uh, you know, Young MC and, sure. you know, this, this, crazy, this crazy list of bands. Jane's Addiction wanted to play there. Wow. You know, wow. this 49 capacity, legal capacity, legal capacity, right. you know, little dive bar on Haight Street. And everybody wanted to play there because it was a cool vibe. It was nice yeah. people. You, get, and we, you, you know, we, we built an incredible reputation we, exactly. as a place to play. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, artist friendly spot, as it were. Yeah. 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 You know, when the guys that played Friday night would come back Sunday afternoon and hang out and check out the bands that were playing. Right, right. I'd buy them a couple of beers, you know, and, you know, create, try to create a com sense of community with sure, people, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, no, you know, you've always been really good at that. I always kind of marvel at um, how well you, your ability to navigate yourself through the different trades and the different folks in it. You seem to get along with everybody and everybody. I don't know anybody that's ever said a bad word about you. You're just that guy. And that's, that is an invaluable trade uh, ability in this industry. Um, let me ask you. So I mentioned before that you were, you were a teacher. I know you ran the audio program. I think it was at Expressions. Expression College. Yeah, what was, your, what was the job title over there? And tell us about that. I experience. was the course director for Basic Recording and Production 1, Basic Recording and Production 2. I wrote my own curriculum. Okay. And like, you know, you just heard, I came from 
yeah. dive bars yeah. and, and and shitty little studio recording studios and sure. had my own like, you know, half inch eight track at home. Right. You know, with a little yeah. TAC mixer, you know. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, you know, learning you know, I could punch anything. Uh -huh. You know? And um, and uh, went from there, you know, and built up and built up. And so I came from, you know, really doing it. Yeah. So when they're telling me, teach it the way you want to teach it, I'm, you know, I'm going to be practical. Good. And basically, I'm going to make it so that you're learning, you're learning stuff that you need to know. And there's this thing about teaching. When you're teaching something, you have to give them a sense of why they should be listening, why this is important, right. you know? And then um, the good thing about the school was... Uh, and I say this because I've, I've known people that went to audio schools and con, you know, completed the certificate program or whatever shit that was. And in the two years or whatever it was, never laid hands on a console. Yeah. Never actually pushed faders on a real console. That's right. You know? So the, the beauty of uh, expression, and this was a period that we had where it was a, a lot of badasses running this place. And Kyle will tell you, he was a product. We had Andrew product. Freed over there, I think, at one yeah. point. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Freed, yeah, and yeah. I think was Anderson in there, too, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> yeah. You guys were characters. I, <laughs> I love how Andrew Freed elicits a laugh like that. I so <laughs> get that. I, uh, we love you, Andrew, but you're a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I've, got, nice. I've got good Andrew stories, but that's that's another story. that's another thing. But yeah, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of good good folks in there. A lot of really smart folks. Yeah. People that really knew their knew their shit, knew what they were doing, and knew these knew these students knew the knew what these kids needed and, and knew what they needed to hear. And uh, you know we were you know we were surrogate parents to a degree to a lot of these guys. These, a lot of these kids are coming in. They're 19, 20 years old. They've never been out of the house. Yeah. And um, um. We, we, we focus on application. We focus on actually doing it. I'd stand there and jabber on for three hours about a <coughs> dynamics processing or whatever, or equalization or whatever. And then we'd spend the rest of the day in the studio, you know, employing it, turning mics up. Hands on, physical hands on, touching gear. Hands on. I'm back here at the back of the room because yeah. I don't like to work. You know, yeah, yeah. So I'm at the back of the room letting, the, you know, somebody's got a question, you know, I'll answer it. But, you know, I want them on the board. I don't need to be on the board. I want them on the board. You know, I'll show you the trick. I'll show you the thing. Yeah. But then I'm going to back away and, and, you know, let you do your thing, you know. And bands would come in and the, the students would be responsible for, uh, you know, interfacing with the bands, you know, the, the, sure. the so, trying to establish the social skills yeah, right. that they so sorely yeah. were, were lacking. Artist as, relations. Yeah, artist relations. Yeah. And, you know, getting it done and communication yeah. and, and making people feel comfortable. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I always said, you know, creating an, creating an environment conducive to something positive taking right. place, you mm -hmm. know. And and that's a lot harder than it sounds, you know. Oh, know, maybe it sounds pretty hard. No, but, no, uh, it, I, it, I, I would. I, we had Bob Saint Laurent here not too long ago, and you know he's the Deadlies. His yeah. band's the Deadlies, and he said he was going. You doing that work with you guys, getting the kids to end up kind of throwing, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing some hardballs oh, yeah. at them. Yeah, the Deadlies lived there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. lived there. Yeah, yeah, they were right. I mean, they did a whole. I think they did a whole album there. I think I mixed some of that stuff. Yeah, those are, those are good guys. Yeah, absolutely. Bob's a special cat. No yeah. two ways about that. Yeah. So, so, so th that's a little different. What you just described is a little different than the experience I've seen from some of the heads that come in here. You know, I don't. If you, uh, people will know that have watched the show that I can be uh, um, a little hard on the. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit of a dick when it comes I to think, stuff like full fail and uh, you know essay lame. I mean e and yeah. and I need to be better. I have to be nicer about it now. Now the reason people is, wouldn't recognize you if you still got too nice about it. That's a good point. That's a good. Be point. like something's up. Yeah. Something's, something's going off. Maybe sick. <laughs> <laughs> the world, the universe is out of balance. <laughs> it's not wrong, but you know, but it's, it's where it's. I earn this fair and square, man. You know, these kids would come in here off and on, and and other shops would work. You know, delegate and others, and through the kind of the. Because this is a relatively more a newer phenomenon, you know, last yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, and our careers last longer than that. Oh, yeah. And so we came up, like you mentioned, uh, your story is almost identical to my story. Is we clung on to some small dive place and, yeah. and learned the shit on the ground, you yeah. know, full, real deal stuff, you know. Yeah. And so the so we learned the gear relations, the, the, the management relations, yep. the artist relations in real time, in real fire. Yep. And that, to me, has always been that. So, so and it goes to this question here to explain to me why going to school 
pool at one of these places is better than on the job. Hey, listen, there's always going to be guys, kids in there that are just trying to burn their potheads that are just trying to burn through their parents' checkbook. Yeah. There's always going to be that element in any school. So sure, 20%, sometimes 30%. Give me a number. Oh, I'd say higher than that. <laughs> but well, Kyle was one of your students, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Kyle right. was one of your students. I believe Michael Brown, the guy behind the the, the con over there in control right now, our director, our executive producer, was one of your students. I believe Brian Adorama, Drew Johnson. I mean, the list is long. There's to say and, that and though, the, the there is a I lot just of mentioned people. Are all really qualified, highly it's, skilled people. It also astonishes me how many people that went to our school that are really successful artists or talented, like really went and did yeah. another level of production yeah. from what they got from it's it. It's true. It it's really true. ranges from the person that, that goes through it, really. It's true, I want to contact some of these guys and hey, show me a few, show me some tricks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, you know, a couple of them, you know, look at Aaron Martin, who was, I think, Lana Del Rey for a minute. And, uh, you know, I know he studied under you, and extraordinarily sharp guy. So, so are these two. They're extraordinarily sharp. Uh, they really, really got the ones and zeros. The part that it seems to be missing from the training, I don't know if it's missing from the training, but I haven't seen it in the guys. And, of course, I kind of developed this, my nasty little attitude, uh, because of so many people showing up here that didn't, couldn't ha hit their ass with either hand. I mean, they really, really, I couldn't march them to some L21. They couldn't wire an L8, you know, just right. kind of the basic shit of being in this business. And so it would really be discouraging for me. And so I started thinking, well, I apparently have to tear these folks down to the basics and get them in and the floor and the ground floor and lift them back up. And so, uh, but then, you know, there's there's folks like like these guys that have passed through your school that came here pretty pretty fully formed you know yeah and and, and they've oftentimes your name comes up with some frequency because they cite you and your the courses they took with you and the the good learning so so I'm I'm coming around on the thinking on this there's a balance you know yeah. there's a balance but the, yeah. the, like I said the, we had this sort of golden era you know it was about uh, five to ten, fifteen years ago this golden era where the the staff was strong yeah. You know, yeah, the staff sure. was just, you know, oh, yeah. not a leak in the boat, right? I mean, we were watertight, you know, there was pretty much top to bottom. The staff was very strong and we were very united. We all, we all knew what we wanted to do. We all wanted the same thing. And, uh, you know, we, we were kicking ass. We were kicking ass for a while there. You know, you know, it went downhill as things do and everybody, sure. <laughs> everybody disappeared kind of aban abandoned ship everybody abandoned ship yeah, right at the yeah. same time keeping with the mass marine exodus, metaphors yeah. yes yeah mass what? exodus about six six years ago i guess now yeah. Well, you know, we we definitely have to, you know, tip of the hat to you as the ones that you turned out because there's there, you know, it's not all created equal, and we've really gotten some mileage with these guys, and and uh, some really some of our best guys in the in our in our shop and in our in our team are have come through your your doors. So. Yeah, but I, I I led them the water. It was up to them to figure out what to do next. You know, of they, they did the work. You know, I presented them with the opportunity, the information, the opportunity, and then it was up to up to the student to take it to that next level and use the time, the recording time, the studio time that was being offered them. Use the time in Meyer Hall in the live room that was being offered to them. Sure. You know, sure. it's up to the students to take it to that next level and actually get something out of it. You know, and he did the work. Yeah, this one, this one is like I mentioned before in the opening, how we, we were doing this large project just on the other side of this. This is a very large building, and and that side of the building, which I think you walked through. And so, what'd you think? Is it pretty? Were you, did you approve of what we built over here with the with the gamble? And, oh, it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that I think it's going to be that's largely on this one right yeah. here. And this guy just head down and elbows out, you know, yeah. doing the work. Hardware. And, yeah, yeah. You have to see it. To, it's hard to explain, and I won't even try. But just imagine a shit ton of gear all cobbled together to make this this thing we're trying to do for this little uh, console project. We're, we're, we're into 60 hours or something like Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's like some real uh, real time on the work. Uh, but, you know, when you're working with the older gear, it's. Uh, I think the young guys are, aren't as familiar with this. This was, this was how we came up. This yeah. is what we did. It was just part of doing a show. Uh, and so when you go away from it, and we've been away from it a long time as well, uh, you know, to the plug and play boards of today with all the onboard, you know, applications and the processing. Uh, processing. All the processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the plugins on them. Or when things and, break and like, like the, 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 the dual compressor, right? Uh -huh. What happened I got with the dual shock, compressor? I got to shock, Vinny. It was fucking awesome. So I plugged this thing uh, in, powered on, it right? Ow, shocked the shit out of myself. So, of course, what's the first thing I do? I go and grab Vinny he out of the office. He turns it off. <laughs> it says, Make I him need turn your help. It on. 
<laughs> I told my wife that one. She said, well, that's just how you guys show love. You're just weird. <laughs> it's a roadie thing. You're not wrong. Goes, that's what we're missing with plugins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So how do you talk to your friends? Yeah, so it was like, he's like, throw those toggles. And I, I hit both of them, and it just lit me up like Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you dick. And, and so then, of course, what did I do? I called Mikey over. Had <laughs> <laughs> him put his beard right. down and everything. They had a can of fluid with him. And I was like, yeah, can you put that down? Which should have been a dead giveaway. You know, he should have known immediately <laughs> something was up. And I was like, yeah, we need you. And there's like fucking, what, like 20 pieces of rack gear over there, yeah. right, outboard gear. And there's one that's not turned on. How do you not know not to fuck you? Yeah. It's those so, moments, man. Yeah, it was awesome. You don't and get so that like, I got Mikey, and then he, I remember he touched one of the switches, I think, and nothing happened. We're like, no, you need to touch them both. <laughs> <laughs> and so we zapped Mikey. But then we tried to play that joke on Winston, and Winston's, you know, he's a, he's an older gentleman and one of one of the best of us by far. I mean, I didn't let it happen. Yeah, and he's like, you're gonna kill Winston. He can't do that, and he unplugged it. Yeah, I was, just, I was gonna try to take. I'm bad, you know. I was gonna try to take the joke. This is why he misses analog. He's, he's got his taser. Let me ask you. This is a question that would obviously have to exclude Kyle. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite student? Did you have a one that just? Uh, Sorry, Kyle. Well, I Kyle never aside, I love you, Kyle. I'll be nice. I'm just playing around. I'm being a little feisty lately. There, there was this. There was this one class. I had a lot of great students. A lot of great students. Yeah. And, um, but there was this one class that I really enjoyed, and I'm actually friends, still close friends with, uh, with one of the guys. Um, uh, we actually played in a band together. But there was this one class that had these three guys, and they were all. Just straight A, you know, they got every question right on the midterm and they got the bonus questions, right? They got a 106, one got a 106 and one got a 102, one got a 100 on the midterm. I mean, they were wow. all, and you know, the written tests were really freaking hard. I don't know if you remember that, oh, but yeah. the written tests were really, I mean, I was sort of supposed to be a brick wall, Vince. Yeah. They, you know, the kids had been like fooling around with video cameras and I don't know what other shit you guys were doing. But once you got to the actual recording program, it was, the, it was time to, time to get real yeah. as far as audio production. And so I had a really high fail rate. I don't, I sound like, I always have trouble saying that because it's, it's, I'm trying not to sound like I'm bragging about it. I had a, I had a really high fail rate. I had a, lot, standard, a lot of students man. would have to retake my class and a few of them would begrudge me oh, the, that, sure. that, that. And, uh, but um, these three guys, it was three guys, uh, Alex Spencer, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Hughes, and Des Lott. And, and um, it's Good. funny, too, because um, I don't remember this about me because I was a sweetheart, right? I was really nice. Everybody's like, Jimmy's so nice. But not on the first day. On the first day... Oh, yeah, you were total. You set the mood. That's if, right. If somebody walks in late during the first class... Did you light them up? I light them up. Yeah. And that way I don't have to be... I can be nice the rest of the term. That's right. And it was Des Lott, who's like now like one of my best friends. I love the guy. I love his dad. I love his mom. I love, you know, I'm down with him. And um, he, he wandered in late. And I said, oh, do you see what I'm doing now? I'm stopping talking to all these guys... And now I just have to focus on you and, and take down your name. And your name is, you know, yeah. and he was like terrified blast. of me. You know? <laughs> so he's, he said, I did. I knew one thing. I was never going to be late again for the, he was never late again for the rest of his time at the school. Yeah. And uh, he was in a straight A student. I thought, oh, this kid's, you know, he's, he's, you know, not serious. You know, I got back the, the first quiz back and he got a 102 on the first quiz. I was like, holy shit. You know, this kid's, because I always say, anybody got any questions? And I go, Des, you got any questions? You know, I was like really hard on the guy, yeah, you know, yeah. until the first quiz. And I realized, oh, he's about it. You know, he's all about it, you know. And then uh, from then on in, we were cool. And then he played keyboards in my band and we, we did some really cool gigs together. And uh, nice guy. His dad ended up being in the band too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> his dad showed up at a gig and we're talking and I say, uh, He's talking to me about how excited he is about the band. And I'm looking at this guy thinking, I've got 10 years on this guy. <laughs> I'm in a band <laughs> with this kid. <laughs> I've got so I can't focus on what he's saying. And if he finishes up with, we should jam sometimes. And I said, yeah, that would make total sense. Because <laughs> being in a band with your kid doesn't make any sense. No, that would no, make total sense. He had to join the band. Really nice. That's but yeah, but that was the, that, there was something about that, the, the power trio there, we called them, you know, the power trio, those three guys, uh, Dez, Chris, and Alex, that they just, and they knew, 
about each other. All three of them were kind of quiet guys. None of them were really outgoing. You know, there was, it's a nerd school, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's a lot of nerds, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they really haven't come out of their shell for the most part at that That's point. Right. Yeah. Chris was painfully quiet. Alex, I knew I could get him talking about baseball. He loved baseball. And uh, Des, you know, I, I was a work in progress, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that was, an, that, that was an exciting thing to watch those three guys. Um, uh, other students, Hillary Swank was really great. I don't know if you know her. She was really No, I know Hughes, and he's extraordinary. Yeah, a lot of the guys that... I know that you've turned out your, uh, more than your fair share of extraordinarily uh, well-trained folks, which, again, goes against my theory that, you know, that's a knucklehead palace. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, I literally, I think I just cited five or six that have been through your Good process guys. that Good are guys. they're here and have done really well. Good and guys. so, yeah, it's super cool. Um, Dead Kennedys. Now, you know, we got uh, Kyle Anderson in, in here in the shop, one of our account managers that, of course, is their current front of house guy. Oh, cool. But, yeah, you, but you were you were out in Dead Kennedys days. Uh, I think you did a, a full tour with them. Uh, South but, America, yeah. Yeah, yeah, talk to me about that. Was this <laughs> Jello Dead Kennedys? Or no, 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 this is the new guy. Modern Dead Kennedys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He was good, he's good, he's a good guy. And I'm yeah, yeah, totally nice blanking on his name. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you, I saw him right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, super nice guy, super good, good singer, he was good, good performer, good, yeah, good, good, yeah. everything good. Good stage, right? And, and um, it was funny because um, I landed in Bogota, Colombia um, with uh, three secrets. One, and this will surprise a lot of people, I wasn't that familiar I wasn't familiar with the Dead Kennedys. Really? I've never really been a punk rock guy. Yeah. In the 80s, I spent most of the 80s wishing I was Prince, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was never really a, a punk rock guy. I, I was friends with Klaus, which is how I got the gig. Klaus's kid and my kid went to the same preschool. No and shit. That, yeah, and that's how we got to be friends. Yeah. We got to be good friends. He's a great guy, you know? You're hanging out with the floor. And I hope he's kid. not watching to find out that I didn't even know about his music until <laughs> I landed in Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. I, 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 never, I, I, I never really listened to them. Two... I never really operated at that point a digital console, and the whole tour was Yamaha M7s, so oh, no which are kind of it's it's that's a transitional board. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So and and the third thing was I was also I was front of house. I was also tour managing. Right. And I had never used. I never really had a cell phone at that point. Oh no shit. Yeah, I was a late adapter. Yeah. Adopter, and and um, so those were my three secrets. I was going to have to be doing a lot of talking on the phone because I was tour managing. Yes. And I was going to have to operate the, a board in a foreign country, right? Yeah. So uh, Your house guys are not being able to speak with the house guys. And, yeah. I'm uh, at the first sound check, and I know the production manager's on his way there. Right. So I'm standing at the board. Everything's fine. It's a board. You know, it's a fucking board. Push buttons, make shit sound good. Push right. save up. So I'm at the board, and I'm thinking, God, I hope I get somebody that can help me that speaks a little English. Yeah. And here comes the production manager walking up the ramp. You know, we're on a scaffolding out, you know, 125 feet back. Coming, walking up the ramp, he's got a Red Sox cap on. Oh. I'm from fucking Boston. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that bodes I'm well. like, go Sox. He goes, yeah, go Sox. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of English. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most English I've heard in 24 hours. Pretty good. So it turns out he went to school in Berkeley in Boston. Oh, sweet. So he's a school guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, super nice guy. And any questions I had, he was right there. So uh. it, it, it went fine. It was, it was amazing. Um, it was the first time the Dead Kennedys had ever been in South America. So people were super excited. People were stopping yeah, us on the street. Yeah, big draw. Big draw. Yeah. There was 110,000 people in the park yeah. on the first day of the festival Amazing, for huh? them. Right? So I would yeah. be on the Can I stand up? Is that okay? Yeah. I was on the scaffolding, you know, and I'd hang out on the scaffolding, and I would look back, and my eyesight would run out. In, in other words, it was like, it was like as far as you could see in the world. Yeah, and the there horizon. Was humans. Yeah. There was humans. Crazy. It yeah. was humans. Freaking crazy. And I, you know, I'm mixing on my, you know, I got an array right here. I'm mixing on the array. I'm not listening to that shit because that, that's going to make you crazy. You know, listening to a sound system that's playing for 110,000 people, you're going to be freaking out, right? So I'm just mixing on my array. I'm poking my head out. You know, okay, that's hi hat, you know, yeah. but get back in, you know, yeah. you know, there's some high pass filters on everything. You know, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, keeping it simple. And they're pretty straightforward guitar based. Yes. Very straightforward. And, you know, you know, uh, uh, People would say, it sounds really good. I'm like, is that okay? Because I'm not sure, is it supposed to sound good? <laughs> 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 but uh, it did, they were, they were a good band. They were a good band and they, they played the great shows and they were you know, a pleasure to be around. You know, I think you were doing this around what, 2009-ish, give or take, 10? Yeah, 
So by that time, they're in the game 30 years. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And they yeah, have yeah. seen it. And this is a band, you know, when I was coming up, because I came up in the punk rock scene, and yeah. they were... Gilman Street. Swear to God, there? first band from moving from L.A. to here. Within two days, we're up here in Monterey. We come to the city, and we go see a DK show yeah. at uh, what used to be the old James Jones Temple. You know, on oh, the elite club, yeah, 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 and and it was extraordinary, yeah. and and we had already known them from being punk rock in L.A., yeah. but punk rock was very new. So this is like 1981, right. 1982, but no, probably late '81. And so yeah, they're just one of the one of the premier punk rock bands in the game, Klaus Floride and, and and the boys, you know, great guy, really, really good bass player, yeah, yeah, really, really strong band. All uh, about his tone, lot. you know. I mean, he's oh, really man. about that's a that's a bass player that's all about his tone, yeah, you know. And and you know, a very distinct sound, a very distinct thing they were doing. And with Jello, you know, Jello is a fascinating cat. Uh, I had a long history with Jello, and yeah. and you know, sad it happened between them, but but yeah, the DKs, what a great band to get to go out with. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And then they hear my Spanish, right? I can speak, uh, you know, I can hold my own. Yeah. You know, I can speak, my wife is South American. I can hold. Hi, honey. Uh, uh, and, and I can hold my own in Spanish. And yes. So they keep on asking the van if they need to send a translator with them to this event or that event. And they keep saying, no, Jimmy's coming. And I'm like, dude, if you can get an actual translator, yeah, get an actual translator. You know, yeah. I can order his beer and, you know, yeah. find, you know, some good, good, yeah, some good food, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, street food. But, uh, yeah. you know, my Spanish is okay. Like I said, I can hold my own, but right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sign on to be the interpreter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating, and you know, I'm sure a lot of fun. A lot of South fun. America is South America comes is with amazing. its own special treats. It's amazing. Uh, you know, working out the electric alone is uh, is a you know, major issue all the way down the coast. Yeah. You know, as you go, yeah, is a very special. And of course, you know, Bogota being one of the more dangerous cities in the world. It was fun. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Well, you know, you know, you're alive when you're doing those shows. <laughs> yeah. You know, you absolutely. Yeah. I was down there with Anthrax, and it was like it was some shit. Yeah, it was full, and you know, they and they love their music down there. Yeah, you know? it's they the, were stopping us on the streets. Yeah, and like guys had. You know, asking if they could take a picture with their kid in the picture. And yeah. It's like the kid's got a, you know, the eight-year-old's got a DK's T-shirt yeah, on, and, so, awesome. and the dad's all into it. You know, and they were there's just full-on rock star treatment. I mean, it was full-on. Did, full did, on did rock you star. grow to uh, know more of their music? Over oh time? yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew. You yeah, know, let's let's landlord and all yeah, day yeah, Cambodian yeah, and all that. Yeah, you got yeah. it. All right, good, good, good. Yeah, they, they, some of the, their first album was probably one of my favorite punk rock albums of all time. Yeah, they're great. Uh, uh, you worked with Billy Preston. Now, a lot of people may not know who Billy Preston is, but this is an extraordinary extraordinary musician, extraordinary cat. What Fifth was Beatle. I, I fucking love the guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, great he's guy. Just, what an extraordinary... Yeah. He's so special as stage yeah. presence. He's such a large stage presence. Yep. How was that, man? Super sweet guy. <coughs> this, is, yeah. uh, this was, you know, past his heyday, and he's basically making a, a, a sort of a comeback record, and uh, it's a dance record. Uh, he was signed to a San Francisco dance label, and I was in the studio with a guy, Ken Kessie, rest in peace, just an amazing amazing fucking engineer. I learned so much from Ken. Yeah. Just an amazing, at this place called The Automat in San Francisco. Yep, I remember And just, it. Ken was just, God, he was mentor of mentors. He was just like, he'd see me looking at something. Him, him, him and Dave Frazier yeah. were the two engineers at The Automat. Frazier did everything for Narda Michael Walden. Yeah, And was yeah. always, he was always lending me shit that I, I didn't, I was like, didn't know you needed. You know, sending, a, sending a tank to kill a cockroach. It's like, here, Jimmy, <laughs> take this Sony microphone home to your quarter-inch four-track studio. I'm like, Dave, I'm not sure I need this. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah just use it for a couple days. Trust, me. Me. Trust me. But anyway, um, Ken was in the studio with, uh, with him, and, um, and uh, uh, at one point, Billy said, you know, I was sort of second engineering at that point. I was under, under Ken's wing. Yeah. And uh, Billy, Billy said, you know what would be great here is if we had a synthesizer. This is real dating when this, this session took place. Sure. If we had one of those synthesizers, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, one of them newfangled synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I had a, a Juno 60, Roland Juno 60 at home. And I, I said, I've got, a, I've got a synthesizer. And all of a sudden, I feel my arm. Well, that's my vaccine arm. Uh -oh. All of a sudden, I feel my arm. It's the label president standing behind me. He goes, what's it going to take? I said, I've never had one of these conversations before. What's it going to take? I said, I thought the guy was kind of a dick. So I said, 200 bucks? And he goes, make it happen. 
And, and so I jumped in my car, ran home, got the synthesizer, put it down, set it up, you know, set it up with sound that's sort of conducive to, to Billy Preston. He goes, now show me how to work this thing. I said, dude, I am not going to get Once you're, you walk you're, over there, I am out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not even a keyboard player. I just like playing with stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, he was, again, super Plus great it's guy. Billy fucking Preston. It's Billy Preston. I'm not even I mean, going to stand Literally, he here. really was considered the fifth Beatle. He yeah, played totally most yeah. of the boards you hear in a, in a Beatles. That's yeah. Billy fucking Preston. Yeah. And he's well, extraordinary. That famous, that famous video from the roof of... Uh, Abby oh, Rose. that's so that's cool. That's he's uh, yeah, get back, it's right? side stay, you know, yeah, 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 really. They only show him a couple of times because yeah. it's like, what's the black cool. dude doing yeah. in the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little confusing for a lot of people at yeah, the time. They didn't absolutely. But, you know, the Beatles were big. They were like that with Nielsen, you know, Harry Nielsen. Yeah. If, they, if they were down with what you did, they would try to incorporate it somehow. And, yeah. And then Billy Preston and I, they were huge fans, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a great, what a Super great cool guy. Yes, so, very sweet man. Rest in peace. Also. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, like you said, he was... He did, had many uh, incarnations in his career, and I think he was lived a very lucky life. So, yeah. you know, they recently closed down uh, really a great stomping grounds here in San Francisco uh, that I know you spent a lot of time at, which was Slim's, you know, Boss Gags's place. Oh, yeah, I heard that they closed that down. Yeah, right? I, I was stunned by that. You know, I understood that we've all been going through some changes, yeah. you know. But the history in that place was so rich. I mean, yeah. I can't really think of a band who didn't play at uh, Slim's. Yeah. You either played there on your way up or you played there on your way down, but you played there. I played there. Yeah. I DJed there. I did monitors there. I did front of house there. Yeah, right? I, you know, I yeah. did everything but clean the freaking toilets at that place. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the history, I mean, I, the, the whole of my time in the Northern California, Slim's, was this ongoing concern. It was a place you could count on. You know, my chick wanted to see the fix come to town. We'd call up Pike or somebody and go down there. And, yeah, it's you know, a great we have movie. our subs in the system over there and, and yeah. we'd roll in. And it was just a great, quaint place to see a good yeah. show, you know. Yeah. And the sound was good. And so uh, any, uh, any memories of that place? <laughs> <laughs> Any shareable, I remember shareable how I memories? said that I was. I spent the '80s wishing I was Prince. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I didn't really. This. I'm just. You know. This is. You're getting like Barbara Walters here. You're getting all these truths out of me. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really. And this is hard to believe, probably. But I wasn't really familiar with what hardcore was until I started seeing the bands. I started doing a lot of the bands there. Every time I die, I think was the name of the band. Sure. And that was just. A, it was just. Is it a little shocking, Jimmy. No, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's right. It was beautiful. The way these people, like, I, I under, finally understood the mosh pit. I, I finally understood. The, the, I understood all the, 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 he's got, you know, he's got half the audiences up on stage. Um, the, the, some cat goes behind the, you know, they got the big SVT bass amps, right? Of course. Some cat goes behind, climbs up on the drummer's there, and climbs up on top of the SVT. Launches himself so, off. So he's, he's about to launch himself out off when the guitar player does the same thing, goes behind, gets on the drummerizer, and pushes him off <laughs> <laughs> so that he can get up there. Yeah. yeah. Ah, and it just, it, it just, it was just the camaraderie and the fun that they were, they, and, and it was like, it, and these are the most, probably the most Dungeons and Dragons motherfuckers, yeah. the most peaceful dudes the rest of the week, yeah. you know? And this is how they get it out of their system. They well, go to know. a hardcore show and they just go fucking crazy and they have a great time. Yeah. And they don't actually mean to hurt each other. No. They, they're just, the, they're just yeah. acting crazy and having fun. And I, I, I found it super inspirational. I thought it was yeah. the most amazing thing. I was, I was sad I had been missing out on it all these years. Well, you know, but you, I saw you, many bands you like You either that get that. it or you don't. You yeah. know? And so many uh, heads would come into the mix that uh, were kind of outliers and they'd roll in and they thought there was some kind of a... a uh, malevolent aggression there, right, was, right, and it just—that was just not what it was about, right. From a very short distance, yeah, it looks violent, yeah, but it's not violent so much as it's—it's. It's, I don't know how to describe it's it. It's a kind of a venting of uh, energy. It's a venting, kind of, a, yeah. and then of course you're kind of uh, channeling some of the music. To, you know, there's yeah. that propulsive, concussive yeah. move. Oh, they were a good band. It was yeah. good. They were good. Yeah, yeah, but you know. It, I defy you to stand in place when Black Flag's playing. Yeah. It just, it's just yeah. an impossibility. Yeah, you know? or like Gangrene or somebody. Oh, like my that. God, Gangrene's... Uh, that gangrene. was one of those things. I love Gangrene, you know. Uh, that that That's a Boston uh, version of punk rock, hardcore punk rock. And uh, All sober. Oh, my God. Like, this band was one of the most extraordinary. They had a great drummer. I'm setting a band. bad example here with the tequila. You guys are talking about sober. <laughs> no, no, stop it. We don't give a shit. That, but, you know, in the punk rock days, there was... <laughs> 
<laughs> Mask that shit up, man. Mask uh, up. In the punk rock days, you know, punk rock was kind of segmented based on where it was from, and they right. had different, slightly different um, movements. And then, right. of course, in the West, East Coast was uh, the D.C., Boston movement, slightly a little bit in New York, but mostly in D.C. came out of, was the straight edge movement. Straight edge movement is kind of the triple X thing, don't drink, don't fuck, don't, don't smoke. Um, and it was a way of them kind of, it was kind of virtue signaling their purity, you know, it was kind of. What do they do? They just watch uh, Friends all the time? Uh, I mean, they actually they tended, it, from my experience, was they would tend to get up to more vandalism and, and they were kind of judgmental and dickheads, but, but man, they, a couple of the band, The Freeze and Jerry's Kids and Boston, uh, uh, excuse me, Gang Green came out of that what scene. What was the now. band out of D.C.? The, uh, Minor Threat, probably. Minor threat. State of Alert, uh, SOA, uh, Teen Idols, Scream, all, all of those are all D.C. bands. SOA was uh, Henry Rollins' first band before Black Flag. Scream was Foe Fighters. That's Dave Grohl's first well, band before Nirvana. These are all bands that yeah, led yeah. to something else. Okay. Minor Threat is uh, Ian McKay before yeah. it went to Fugazi. Yeah, these are all. Oh, Fugazi was part of a. The, yeah. They're the band that you send them 10 bucks, they'll send you an album, right? No, they send it for. You had said right on the. So he owns Discord Records, and right, right. on the, the very first Iron Maiden, excuse me, uh, Minor Threat album I got, it said, do not pay more than $5. Wow. Which, you know, it was really hard for him to get his albums in, in record stores because record stores, of course, one well, charge you more 15, than that. Yeah. yeah, and so this was pre-$15 albums. But, you know, we're, we're talking about 82, 83. Right, right. But, yeah, he was very militant about making his music um, accessible, accessible to people. Yeah. And he knew that the common limiting factor was typically that his, the music was for young people. Yeah. And young people don't have access to a lot of money. So it was a very organic scene and, and extraordinarily fun. You mentioned uh, Jane's Addiction. Do you do any work for Jane's Addiction? Well, I did. I did uh, that show. I I I, um, I was actually um, Nightbreaking Kennel, the Kennel Club, which is now called the Independent. Right, We're right. owned by the same couple. Yeah, that's right. Super sweet. I'm still still two two nicest people in the world. I'm still close, close, close friends with them, and um, they got out and, and uh, you know cashing their chips basically. Sure, sure. But uh, uh, um, the night before. We used to have this thing at night break. It was a Sunday afternoon show where it started. I would audition a couple of bands mm -hmm. and I would de play a couple of records. And then we had a sushiyama in the front of the place sure. selling sushi. And it turned into kind of a scene, you know? Yeah. And better bands, instead of auditioning bands, better bands wanted to play the Sunday free. It was free. So people would like, you know, wake up, have breakfast, and then wander over to night break at, you know, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon and start watching bands and, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm learning how turntables work and everything. Next thing I'll look up and people are dancing, you know, so I, I better get better at this, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, my band at the time opened for Jane's Addiction at the Kennel Club mm -hmm. and then we're hanging out and I'm like, you know, Jurg, the owner, is like, you should come play, you should come play Nightbreak for free <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> You know, so um, I, I, uh, I got to. So what they did was they sent the roadies home. So they sent everything, all the toms, except for he kicked snare hat and floor tom. All the toms, all the cymbals, all the hardware went, went back to L.A. The bottom halves of all the stacks went back to L.A., you know. So they, they played a stripped-down version, yeah. and they were so much better. <laughs> it was, they were so much better the next day at Nightbreak for free. It, was, wasn't even, it wasn't even fair. It wasn't even a fair comparison. They played for free at Nightbreak. They were so much better than they had been the night before when they sold out the Kennel Club. Wow, it was ridiculous. Shit. Perry, Perry's a character. I oh, don't man. Know if you know he is a sweetheart, sweetheart. He Good ended up man. hanging out at night. He ended up loving Nightbreak and hanging out there all the time and um, being really close friends with my roommate at the time, Jane Castellan. Uh -huh. And um, just a really sweet guy. You know, it's just like this rowdy bar. And he'd order like Dubonnet with a twist. Yeah. Or something would. just to like yeah. everybody turn it's, around. Yeah, Drinking exactly. out of a but, flute or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he wanted, uh, I don't I mean, probably everybody in production knows this about Perry's voice, is what you're hearing is a, is a, a harmonizer on his voice every time he every opens his mouth. It's a fifth, like a fifth above. The note he's singing is always a harmonizer. So if, even if he's singing out of tune, the harmonizer's going with him, right? Yeah. So great guy, really great. But he wanted to control it himself. So he had this like adapter. He was plugging his mic right into a Yamaha SPX 90. God bless the Yamaha SPX 90, by the way. That was right. like the first one out of the gate yeah. that was like affordable, right? It was like 400 bucks. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? 
but uh, he, he had this little adapter, you know, XLR to quarter inch. He'd plug his microphone, his 58, into the processor awesome. and ask me to take it out to a DI. And I'm like, listen, Perry, I'll do, I promise, I'll do exactly what you want me to do. But it would sound so much better if that was sitting back there at the board <laughs> and I had it patched in properly. Right. You know, that's a mic level going to a mic preamp as yeah. opposed to mic level going into a $400 processor. Yeah, so couldn't, couldn't Couldn't get it out of his hands. Couldn't no. But that was fine, you know, but a super nice guy, great experience. They had, a, they had a blast, I think. I think they were really glad they did it. Yeah, they went on to amazing things. Yeah. And, you know, especially with him and his promoting, you know. Yeah. Lala, well, you mentioned uh, the, the tours down south, Lollapalooza tours in uh, uh, South yeah. America. I, you know. I got offered that tour that day. I was mixing. And I remember their manager's name was Charlie Brown. I, I just randomly remember that. Hard to forget, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, he offered me the tour. But I, at the time, you know, I was working in the studios. And God bless those guys, but they seemed like they were all on heroin. And I felt like if I get in a bus with these guys for six weeks, yeah. you know, you better drop me off at the Betty Ford Clinic when it's over. You know, yeah. I just felt like it wasn't a good... Taking your life into your hands. Take, yeah. A it, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been a great move for me professionally. Sure. But it would have been... A, maybe biologically not, maybe not the not, most sound maybe. job. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know you've kind of transitioned in this... Uh, <clears throat> I mentioned you worked right here at Sound Image, and you mentioned that you've worked in many other places. But I know over the last little while, you've, uh, you've kind of transitioned, you've uh, jumped into this other lane of your vast uh, 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 skill level and things that you can do. You're working over at Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I did that right. He said that right, yeah. 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 Talk to us about what's going on Facebook. And, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know this, but it, is there any easy way to, for me to throw people off my page when they're being obnoxious that it isn't Anyway, breaking any I, rules. I, I, one thing I can guarantee you is I probably know, I know less about Facebook than you do as far as the app. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a way you could block them. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. You know Just a guy who knows me, a guy. Yeah. Will you give him my number? We can hook that up. All right. People all right. disappear all the time. Yeah, that's right. You know? uh, uh, <laughs> dangerous world. Uh, the yes. Facebook version of that. <laughs> the Facebook version of that. Bury yeah. him out on the campus out there. Angry face emoji. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we're not going to let him have any kombucha. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so they're super nice to me. I got to say, I work for a company that that has me assigned to working at Facebook. They're a, a company uh, called EOS. They're it's in Dublin. And they picked up on my uh, education background. So what they're doing is they throw all this shit at me, make me learn it, and then I do educational videos and tutorials so that other people on the team can learn those platforms and those applications. Okay. And so right now, they have me in college learning uh, uh, architecture software. So I'm, I'm uh, wow. learning how to make houses and stuff like that. Oh, and, that's and, so neat. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I already did CAD. I, I did AutoCAD and did a bunch of tutorials for that. And uh, Brent hates it. Uh, but I like it. But uh, no, uh, the, this is a CAD on steroids. It's called Revit. And it's, it's, it's freaking deep. Wow. And it's so crazy because, you know, here I, I got this house with a foundation and roof and all this. It's like, listen, I'm going to design where speakers go and microphones go and TVs hang on walls. That's what my job is going to be. I don't really need to know how to make a foundation for a house, you know, yeah. but I do because I have to pass the class. All right. So, yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. And it's, it's all in, it's all in Irish. It's all in, it's, it's in English, but the guy's got this heavy accent. And so when you say Dublin, you don't mean Dublin, California. Oh, no, no, mean I mean Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I mean got Ireland. you. Yeah. Yeah, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, there's a little bit of a uh, language thing going on there. With, uh, oh, it's hysterical. It well, was, uh, that must yeah. mean the green shirt was for a reason. Yeah, represent, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I know she rolling. You mentioned that you snuck in with actual colors on. I you even got like some bright ass shoes. What the hell, Jimmy? You know where you're at, buddy. All right. <laughs> no, I, swear. I mean, anybody you get to else? A point, you know, you get to a point where it's like you wear black every fucking day. Uh, yeah, right? I know that point you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's my like, whole existence. I want some orange <laughs> pants. You know, it's like you get. It's like I, you know I haven't. All the jokes no, like, I haven't reached this this critical threshold. I got my socks are black, my underwear yeah. black, my t-shirt. Everything I own is black, and it's not. And it's not the cool hand thing. It's. 
you know, because this is an aberration. Me being out in front of a bunch of cameras is not normal. You know, I, I've right. been we, professionally we the playing hide and seek my whole life, that's and, the, that's and the I gig. liked it. I, yeah. I like not being seen. So this is, you know, it's a little bit of, uh, outside the. Yeah, it's weird. But but because you're you, you may have noticed. You did notice. We didn't beat up on you. When you <laughs> It's like, what no, the hell, Jimmy? What is with all the color? I was literally <laughs> looking for the most colorful clothing I had. Everything's in storage because I just got back from Santa Barbara. Right, right, but right. Uh, I was literally looking for the most colorful clothes I own. I'm like, I'm going to fuck with these guys. You don't. You know, you know, I swear to God, dude, you could you have came in here in your jammies and you would have looked cooler than any one of us put together. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, this some bitch. Yeah, you, you, bring, you bring the cool level way up in the building and it just, yeah. We actually have a rule about coming on and being cooler than the host. It's, it's, I think there's some FCC guidelines that you're breaking right now you could be cited um you mentioned that you were in santa barbara you know we're, we're running up against these things go way too fast for me okay. but you mentioned you were down in santa barbara i know what you were up to down there there was a time i wanted you to come on the show gosh a month and a half ago but you were you were busy doing incredibly important things important important stuff talk to us about what that was about well you know for the folk parents out there there's nothing more important than your kid my daughter yeah uh was diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma Good. about six months ago and um, uh, had to go on chemotherapy and uh, treatment. And, um, you know, uh, she spent the uh, first couple of months at UCSF in San Francisco because we wanted the best of the best. Then she realized, well, we understand the prognosis. We understand the diagnosis. We understand what needs to be happen next. She's like, I want to go home. So she, w she lives in Santa Barbara. She wanted to go back to Santa Barbara. Sure. And a kid, uh, an alumni, another one of my ex-students, sure. who has a brain tumor, has issues issues with with tumors. His parents found out about what was happening with us and wanted to get involved. Okay. And they live in Montecito. Oh wow! Like where Oprah lives. Oh in no, Bob that's Lola's. beautiful area. Yeah. Beautiful area. And, and uh, they wanted us to stay in their guest house the whole time. So we spent three months in this guest house in Montecito. Spectacular. Wow. But wow. of course, you know, it was looking looking after our daughter who was undergoing chemo which she has now completed, and she's kicked cancer's ass, and uh, the doctors say she's cured and she'll never have to look back. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, I can't, I really, to you and the family and yeah. your lovely daughter. Mike, you got that photo? Such a um, blessing. They, she, never, she never lost her hair or her eyebrows looked fierce the whole she's time. She's a lion's she's man. All, like, the doctor's like, the yeah. doctor's like, you're gonna go bald. I said, doctor, have you ever heard of DNA? Yeah, yeah. There's this thing they have it's in science. Shit. It's called DNA. Yeah, when your right. dad is in his 60s and he's still doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she, she, she got lucky on the DNA dice when it came to you, buddy, because uh, <laughs> the hair thing I don't think was ever in threat. But we're really, really, really glad to hear that she's doing better. I know this was a, a big concern. We had talked about it a few times in the running up to this moment. And I, I can't tell you how happy we are here at Sound Image and as your friends to hear that your lovely daughter's doing well. And, you know, yeah. At a boy, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, she's. Uh, I'm sure she knows that she's very lucky to have a, such a special dad, and, and I know you're probably very aware that you're lucky to have such a special daughter. So, yeah. good for you guys and to the whole family. I want to thank you, your family, for letting you come out tonight and play. I know you're mindful of the of the the current situation oh, with yeah, things yeah. in the air, and and so I hope you notice we're kind of socially distanced here, uh, just to keep everybody safe. But. We love you, man, and we appreciate you more than you could possibly know. It's so great to see you, buddy. It's Seriously. great to see you guys. It's an honor to be here. I just lo I love seeing you, and, and you know, I, I miss you. I miss you too, yeah, man. Thank yeah. you for coming in. Quick shout out to Bryce Recordon. That's the kid whose parents put us up. And oh, that yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that yeah. is right. Yeah. How very sweet you're going through this hard time, and yeah. for them to take that one, make it one less thing to worry about. One less thing to worry about. Yeah. Exactly. It really can concentrate exactly. on your daughter, yep. and, and I'm sure your wife was kind of probably tripping a little bit. And so, yeah. so good on them. Good for them, and right on Bryce for keeping care of a brother. And and uh, don't be a stranger, my brother. Of course, we love you. All right, thanks, love man. You guys. <laughs> Listen, one of my truly one of my favorite people in the game. Honest to goodness, I just oh, one of my favorite teachers. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you know, and a man of infinite passion, uh, patience, clearly, yeah. for having. Oh, he needed to deal with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, honey. I wasn't implying that Kyle is a pain in the ass. Jackie, he's, he's beating me up again. <laughs> she's gonna have me. She's gonna tell me all about this later tonight. My, my mom and don't like it when me and him are. She, she understands that as roadies, it's part of our thing we do. But you know, it's it's so much in love. You know, there's the brotherhood is strong here. I know, I love uh, it. What is this with uh, Keep Live Alive? Who's that? That would be Quint. That's yeah, uh, Crew Music Asia, isn't so he it? He said uh, apparently it's Thursday therapy. Have to watch the rerun. Hope everyone is uh, well and happy. Uh, Clint. 
Clint, I'm going to need you to do better. This is the second time, all right? Don't make me come down there. I'm serious, all right? He says he's one of the family and pulls that shit. All right, listen, we love you guys. We know we do this for you. Uh, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook Live, or Twitch, please hit the little subscribe button. It helps with the algorithms. Don't forget about our good friends over at EAW Users Group. We love them. EAW is one of our favorite manufacturers in the country. Uh, and uh, Sweet Treatments and all the good people out there. We want to say uh, thank you to the crew and all all the folks in here that make this happen you've been fucking killing it this week you and mike you've really been thank you i mean really dude seriously you've been very very proud to see what you've been up to and so we got a new thing coming up we'll let you know when it's all ready but we've been working real hard over here to get things done next week we have a special treat for you long time friend a guy that came up with us back in uh you know uh uh, what the hell is it called? Sound on stage. It's a very large uh, company. Delicate too, huh? Delicate Productions. I think he traveled with you and your brother for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of history with it. It's Mark J. Hetrick. He's an extraordinary individual. He's Snoop Dogg's production manager, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. He, his career is special, and he's done a lot of amazing things. We're going to have him here next week, to, and we're going to route through and dig around in that and, and, and tell us, uh, you know, his, his special thing is, uh, he can do anything in the game, but his special thing is uh, working with those specific kind of acts, and he's really got it nailed down, and, and he's one of those guys, when you're on his job site, you, you get it right because you don't want a foot in your ass. And, and <laughs> <laughs> seriously, man. And, and, and he's, he's, well, he's called the art director. Uh, the art director. Yeah. <laughs> Reminding us of that today, wasn't he? But, uh, but we're really looking forward to that. So that's next Thursday at 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, until then, you guys be good to each other. Be kind. Have a good night.